0: your lead host, Rory Baden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is AJ Baden here, and I'm so excited. To introduce everyone to a new friend of mine, Allison Trowbridge, who also goes by Allie. But if you're going to look her up online, you're probably going to find her by Allison. Now, before I do a formal introduction of Allison, I want to make sure you guys know who this episode is for and why you want to stick around. First and foremost... If you have a dream, a passion, a goal, or you're even on the road to being an author, this is an episode that is curated for that person who wants to write a book and get it out into the world. So that's who this is for. It is for the established, the aspiring, or the one day maybe that might be a thing I want to do. This is who this is for. (laughs) If you're an author of any sort, this is an episode for you. Second, it's for everyone who considers themselves an entrepreneur or a solopreneur, and they're going, well, how does this personal brand thing and content and writing, how does this fit into my entrepreneurial journey? That is also something that we're going to talk about. And then third, and definitely not last, we're going to talk about how authors are entrepreneurs. And I think that's really important. Being an author is like starting a business. And so it needs to be treated like one. And we're going to talk about everything that it means to be an author and an entrepreneur in this world of marketing and personal branding. Now, let me introduce you to the one and the only Alison Trobridge. AJ, I'm so thrilled to be here with you. Oh I just gosh. have to
2: say, I have to say, AJ and Rory are a officially hands down my new favorite people, favorite people in Nashville, probably favorite people in the world. I adore the two of you and I'm obsessed with your content. I met AJ and Rory recently and I started just going down the rabbit hole on everything you guys do online. And I have learned and gained so much from everything that you share so generously. So thank you for being you and everything you do for authors.
1: You know what? I love uh, connections like this because uh, Allie and I were connected by a mutual friend. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things, too, when you get a random email, even though it's from someone that you <laughs> like, know, and trust, uh, Jason. Totally. It's like, he's like, oh, I have this friend. She's moving to Nashville. We all should meet. And I'm like, everyone's moving to Nashville. There's lots of people I should meet. But for whatever reason, I was like, why this one? (laughs) Yeah. But you know, it's like one of those things. Sometimes it's just like a God prompting of like, take the meeting woman, take the meeting. Make And so when we met for coffee that first day, I didn't tell you this, but I went home and Rory was like, so who was the coffee meeting with? And I'm like, oh, it's a new friend. And he was like, well, who is it? And I'm like, actually, I think she could be like a really good friend. And and then when Rory got to spend time with you, he was, I really think I want you to be friends with Allie.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the biggest thing is I just learned before we started recording that their son, Liam, actually asked after me at church on Sunday. And so that for me, I'm like, I'm in. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <That> <laughs> love all around. Well, I'm so excited to have this conversation. And for everyone listening, I want you guys to get to know a little bit about Allie and her journey and why I invited her on the podcast. But I think there's a few things that are really important for you guys to know, contextually speaking. As we start this interview, at uh, number one, Ali is an author. She has a book called Twenty Two that was her first book. Uh, honestly, one, this is a conversation coming from someone who has been through this journey. Uh, number two, she's an entrepreneur. She's the CEO and founder of Copper Books. So even before you were an author, you had like this love and passion of books, and yes. I, and I yes. love that there's been like this intertwined journey between being an author and an entrepreneur from really the very beginning. Uh, Number three, she's a podcast host. And so this is also a part of that journey. So y'all cannot just meet her here, but you can follow her online and check her out in all the different places. But then also she's wicked smart. She has her MBA from Oxford, which is like, just puts you in a whole nother level. of Oh, it was just Harry Potter (laughs) mode. (laughs) So there's all these different things that uh, really kind of led to like, why are you such a well-positioned person to talk about this author entrepreneur concept? So let's hear it from you. Like, tell us a little bit about your journey. Oh my goodness. Well, AJ, I
2: got started actually in the nonprofit world. So I spent my, I mean, I grew up with a deep love of books and I always had this dream of writing a book someday, but I got my start in my twenties working in nonprofits, working in anti-trafficking, anti-human trafficking. And when I was 22, I was graduating from college and I pulled an all-nighter with one of my best friends. And I said, there has never been a book, like there needs to be a book called 22 that speaks to all of these existential questions that we're wrestling with right now. There needs to be, we need a mentor and it needs to exist and I don't see it anywhere. And so whatever I do career-wise, I'm going to write that book someday. And it was, gosh, it was seven or eight years later before I actually got a book deal on that idea and it started to come to fruition. But It's so interesting because I have heard you and Rory say a lot that you are most equipped to serve the person that you once were. And so it was so interesting to be going through that season of life saying, I need guidance. I need direction. Someday I'm going to come back and I'm going to do that for someone else. So Just one thing I want to say, if you're whatever you're in the midst of right now, maybe you're like, I have no idea if I will ever write a book, but I'm like, I'm just in it. And I'm wrestling with certain things right now. Pay attention to what that is, because that may be directing you to where you'll go back and help someone else someday. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was really that was really my origin story. So spent my 20s in um, human rights, also as a partner in an impact investment fund. So I was in the business world. And then I always knew in the back of my head that I was going to write this book. It wasn't a career move. It was just, it was almost a soul calling that I felt like I had to, I had to follow through on this. And so it went down the route of, I, I mean, first I built a really meaningful network of other authors and people doing similar things. And I just want to call that out too, because I think a lot of aspiring authors have the dream of publishing a book, and they just get kind of stuck with it, and they kind of sit in a silo thinking about it. And I think becoming an author really begins with becoming a good literary citizen. And so I really got my start in the book space by befriending and supporting other authors and championing them, making connections for them, supporting their book launches, And so I just wanted to call that out just to be thinking, if you have this dream of writing a book, how can you begin by supporting others who are further along in that dream, knowing that someday down the road, that community will also rally around and support you? So. Fast forward, I'm uh, able to find an agent, put together a book proposal. Uh, I didn't have any social platform. I wasn't a well-known figure, but it was really uh, based off of this, this concept that I knew there was a huge audience for and really identifying and communicating that effectively. Now, I made the ill-advised T- life timing decision to publish that book while I was doing my MBA at the same time, which I would not advise. That was a very, very intense <laughs> year, of life, intense year of life. But going through, so I did the book with Harper Collins, and and going through the process of publishing while being in business school got me kind of wrestling with these ideas of why does it feel like a challenging time to be an author? This should be the best time in history to be an author. And so feeling those problems, feeling those pain points got me thinking about what I could do in the book world to help and serve other authors, which I did not ever intend to start a company. I was planning to go back into nonprofits and stay in my social justice work. So life throws you curveballs.
1: Well, I love, well, I love too that all of this is kind of organic and following your calling. And I love what you said that it's like more than a career move. Writing a book is a calling. Yes. I often feel like being an entrepreneur should be like that too. A hundred percent. It's not worth it otherwise. It's too hard. (laughs) It's not. But often I think people use this as, "Hey, I'm going to do this thing. So one day I can get this thing, which Mm. is freedom of time, freedom of money. It's whatever. But then you realize, oh, snap, like this is all consuming. Mm -hmm. And if there's not like that deep calling, it's when we feel burned out, exhausted, spent, tired, whatever is the word you want to use. But those are the same. Those are synonymous. It doesn't matter. Like whatever you do in life, it should be a calling, not just a career move. So I love that you called that out. You know, AJ, what that makes me think of, I actually, so right now at Copper,
2: and we'll fast forward to this, but we're hosting an accelerator for aspiring authors. And we had my friend Donald Miller on earlier this week talking about his writing practice and the process of writing. And he said something that really kind of shook me, which was about, he carves out a certain set of time every single day to focus on writing whatever book he's writing. I was asking him how he produces so much. And he said, you know, he's like, you've got to love the process. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because if I were to tell you, if you were to ask what is 22 about, 22 the book, my book about, I would say the moral of the story is that the journey is the destination. It's about learning how to lean into and love the journey of our lives instead of thinking we're gonna arrive at some point. And I think that that is such an important piece of wisdom to apply to authors, also to apply to entrepreneurs. I think the the big temptation is to think that we're doing these things for some end result. I want to be an entrepreneur because I want the big payout when I sell my company someday, or I want to be an author because I want the credibility of hitting some bestseller list. And you are really going to hate the entire process if you don't fall in love with the journey, fall in love with the actual creation and the writing, fall in love with learning how to reach your reader, your your audience, and identifying what their pain points are. If you're an entrepreneur, learning how to enjoy the building. So it was something that was a, a really important callback for me this week of just this reminder to love the process of these things that we feel called to create.
1: Yeah, you know, it's so funny. As soon as you were talking, it made me think about this quote, how... And I think I saw it on Instagram, but, you know, you look around at everything you have today and you realize that many times you have today what you once dreamed of and what uh. you have today is what drives you nuts. And it's kind of like, man, the thing that we yes. once dreamed of is now the thing so that's crazy. And it's like, so uh, true. I think we all need to be taken back sometimes to... Falling in love with the process and not this desire for an end destination. Because if it's all about that one day, you're going to look around and be like, "Wait, what was this all for again?"
2: Totally, it's totally. That,
1: it's Hannah Montana. It's all about totally. Time. It's all yes about and I, yes. And the thing that's funny is that if you
2: want to continue on that journey you're going to begin again and go through the process all over again. I know authors who not only have hit the New York times bestseller list, they've been selected by Oprah as part of the Oprah's book club. And they still are like, it feels like the first time every time, and I don't know what I'm doing and I'm still learning. And so I think it's the falling in love with that process because those mountaintop experiences are gonna be short-lived and few and far between. But if you love the journey of getting there, if you love the hiking up the mountain, then you're gonna really enjoy your life a lot more, I think.
1: Yeah, so tell us about, because I know we've had conversations about this, but what I love is your take on being an author is being an entrepreneur yes. and it needs yes. to be treated like that. This is a business. It requires a business plan. It requires that. And most people who are writing books, unless you're a full-time author, likely don't know that going in. Yes. And so <laughs> tell us about that. Yes. Well, I think a lot of the
2: frustration around becoming an author starts with this point. So a lot of people will say to me, how do you publish a book? And the reality is that's kind of like somebody saying, how do I build a company? There's not a silver bullet. And I wish there was, like nobody is hiding the answer from you because it is a multi-year whole life commitment to bring this book into the world. But the good news is, is that it's not rocket science and there are best practices and you can learn the process. It's just gonna take time, commitment, energy, and attention. So I think about writing a book like building a company. And the actual writing of the book is like developing a product. Gone are the days of Hemingway where you sit in a cafe in Paris and ship the manuscript off to the publisher and they just take it from there. The author really needs to be the entrepreneur. So if you think about the book writing as being the product development After you develop the product, then you need all the other parts of the business. So you're going to need marketing. You're going to need sales. You're going to need partnerships, business development, operations, finance to make this all happen. And I also think about when it comes to choosing your publishing path, should you self-publish? Should you go with a traditional publisher? Should you go the hybrid route? I really think about that just like taking an equity partner. So If you work with a traditional publisher for your book, that's like being a startup that's taking venture capital. It's not for everyone. It's for a small percentage. And that finance partner is going to give you money up front, which is fabulous. And they're going to take a lot of ownership and they're going to expect a huge result. And they're investing and making these risky bets, hoping that one out of 10 books that they invest in are going to pay for all of the ones that they lose money on. So it's understanding those economics. And if a traditional publisher isn't jumping at your book, it doesn't mean it's not a great book or a great idea or that you're an amazing author. It just means they're looking for that like venture return. Then it means that they're not seeing that based on the market, based on your reach. And that's okay. So traditional publisher is like having a venture investor. Self-publishing is like bootstrapping where you're, You have a startup and you're like, I am going to learn to do all of the pieces of the puzzle and I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to own the whole thing myself. I'm going to figure it out. Or I'm going to hire for the pieces where I don't have natural strengths. I'm going to hire brand builders group to help me with the book launch part and to understand the branding and marketing piece. So I'm going to get support in different areas. And then you have the the hybrid publishing down the middle which I kind of think of like having an equity partner. You get to own your intellectual property, you get a lot more control over the process, you still get the high-end professional results, but it's a higher cost of capital, you're putting more in on the front end. So I think shifting Are thinking as authors and creatives, realizing that if you just want to write, there's plenty of spaces to just write. There's Substack, there's blogging, there's newsletters, there's LinkedIn, there's, you can journal. There's a lot of spaces to write. But if you want to be an author and publish a book, you're actually selling a product to a customer. And because you're selling a product, the book, You're going to have to think about it in the same way that a CEO thinks around
1: selling the product in a business. Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, Every single person in the world needs to hear that. It's like they do. It's like I love that whole concept of traditional as venture capital, hybrid is equity partner, and self is like bootstrapping entrepreneur startup, right? I love right? It so much because it's so <laughs> true. But regardless of how you look at it, like if you just go through those lens of things, it's like imagine what it would be like if you were truly going after venture capital. Mm. What they would require of you, yes. What documentation yes. they want, what planning yes. they want, what forecast they want. Like y'all, that's called a book proposal. Yes, no, and, it is. And, you know, it's like yes, yes. It is. yes.
2: And, and I spent as much time, so I was able to get that traditional publisher, Harper Collins chose to work with me, but my book proposal took about as long as it took to actually write the book, which is crazy, but it's because I had to show them that this is a worthy investment, Mm -hmm. especially because I wasn't a celebrity or a superstar that had a baked in audience that was going to want anything I put into the world. So I had to show them how I was going to hustle and the people who are going to hustle on behalf of me and how I had identified this audience that was going to actually activate and purchase this product I was creating, that it was solving a pain point for them and that they would exchange money in order to solve that pain point.
1: I mean, that's so important for everyone who is listening to realize Of as you're, you know, thinking and dreaming of one day, you know, I'm, I have like all these books in my office, but it's like holding up this book and it's like, that's a product. Yes. And businesses produce products. And in order to make the product get into the hands of other human beings, there needs to be a sales pitch, a marketing plan, a distribution plan. And those things take human resource, human capital and dollars. They take dollars. Yes. Yes. Uh, It's treating it like a business. So I would love to know from you, In this world today, as you think about this author entrepreneur, what do you see? Because I think this is a great opportunity for you to also share, like, what is Copper Books and what does Copper Books do? Because you have so much access to authors, Mm -hmm. aspiring and current, but what are they doing well and what do you know they should be doing (laughs) if they wanted to be doing better? Yes. Well,
2: my heart in this journey has always been for the author. I believe for one that a book can change your life, like quite literally can change your life. It can change the world. I, and it sounds like a cliche, but I really mean it. I, I, I mentioned earlier that I began my career in anti-trafficking and human rights. That entire social movement, the reason why you as a listener know about that issue right now is because of books. There were a series of books published in the early mid-2000s on this issue, and it laid the groundwork for an entire social movement. So I get so passionate about the way that a book can move the needle, but then even more so... I think there is no more transformative or meaningful process for a human than to write their story and to write a book. So wherever you are, however many people you think may want to read your book, I could not encourage you more to do it because going through the process, it will transform you. It will be a before and after. It's a meaning-making journey. So I love the transformative process. I also think that this should be the golden age of publishing. It used to be that publishing was an industry of gatekeepers because it takes time and energy to determine what content can potentially sell. It takes a lot of time to read a book, right? And so the industry has operated off of gatekeepers and a small group of people being able to publish their work. That has gotten blown open, blown wide open over the last decade. It has never been easier to self-publish a book. It has never been easier to reach readers yourself, to build an audience yourself. 20 years ago, that wasn't possible. Authors weren't able to build their own audience. And so a lot of people get frustrated by the fact that they need to build a relationship with their reader. I think it's the most liberating thing possible. You need to be more intentional. You need to really strategize it. You need to develop your personal brand and think about how you're going to outsource that trust so that people are coming to you to solve these problems that they have and there's consistency and all of that. But I think it is the most exciting time. If you have a dream of writing a book, now is the time to do it. Okay, so fast forward to Copper. So we built actually a tech platform. So you're, in the iOS store, you can download the Copper Books app. We made it a place where authors and readers can connect and build community around books in a way that was centered around the author. So with we always say the author is the star of the show. If you are a, an author with a book, however you publish it, self-published, hybrid, traditional, you get verified. We link your book. There's a, all of this book data on the back end of it and then readers can connect directly with the author of the books that they're reading. We have a live events feature. If you're a reader and you just love books, it's a really great place for recommendations, you can track what you're reading, create bookshelves, all of these things. So, that's the the platform we created and I actually did that with venture capital backing which was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life, I think the number is about 2% of all venture funding goes to female founders. So, I mean, you want to talk about a steep mountain to climb that was was not the most enjoyable the entire way. I've gotten a lot of rejections pitching pitching this company, but was able to build, raise the capital, hire engineers, build the platform. Here's what we learned. Seeing all of our community and our users, I realized that the people who were leaning in the most, who needed the support, who needed, who needed the tools and the resources and education was actually the aspiring author. And so I built this platform thinking it was a two-sided marketplace for authors and readers. What I discovered is that the aspiring author is the most underserved group. And so I say all that in that we have shifted the entire focus of the company into how do we serve the aspiring author? How do we serve the person who is getting woken up in the middle of the night because they have this dream, this calling in them, this idea that they want to put out into the world, and they don't know where or how to begin with it?
1: Mm, I love that. I love that you said that too, they get woken up in the night with this at least once a week. I will wake up around 4 or 5 AM, like looking for Rory, looking for my husband on the other side of the bed and he's missing. And then I'll usually like go back to sleep because I know where he is. And then (laughs) he'll come in at like 630 when I'm getting up and he goes, I've been bursting. I just couldn't sleep. I'm bursting with ideas. (laughs) He's like he bursts with ideas and he knows that he's got to get up and go write them down. But it's wow. like sad. It's like when you do, when creating content and writing messages and just writing is calling, yes. it's like, you do, you, you can't sleep. It's like it, they're yes. emanating out of you even in your sleep. And Oh I, my I gosh. That. Yes. Yes. I
2: would say I, all of the best parts of my last book 22 were like one liners that I voice noted into Evernote in the middle of the night. Like <laughs> so much of my writing process is sitting up in bed being like, oh my gosh, I have to get that down. And I'll voice note it into voice to text. So then I get up in the morning and it's half gibberish, but I'm like, that's a really great idea buried in there. i got to put that in the book.
1: <laughs> but a lot of that comes back to enjoying the process. Yes. Like the process and it's a calling, it's yes. not a career move. It's a calling. That needs to be one of your signature lines, Allie. It's a mm-hmm. calling, not a career move. Um, oh, that's good, AJ. That's good. Uh, it's got to be one of your signature lines. But I think all of this is so important because for the author, right? It doesn't matter if it's your first book or your 10th book. The same business planning is required for every single book. So tell us about this new awesome course that you are launching, The Author Entrepreneur.
2: Yes, thank you. Well, so one of the things we experimented with this year was helping to solve this pain point for aspiring authors. And we launched an accelerator this fall for aspiring authors, nonfiction specifically, who are working on their book ideas. And A.J., it was one of the best, most fun, most life-giving things I have ever done. Everyone who went through it said that it's, I mean, it's totally rocked their world. It's been their favorite thing in their life right now. It's been an incredible, incredible ride. And that was kind of my test ground to see Is this a real felt need and can we solve it? Is this, you know, are these the questions that aspiring authors are really asking? And so coming off of the success of The Accelerator, we're wrapping it this week, we're gonna transition that content into an evergreen course where someone can go through it on their own time. So so this accelerator was a live accelerator twice a week, every week. It's a, a much bigger commitment. And a lot of what I heard from these aspiring authors was, oh my gosh, I want to do this, but it's, you know, I don't have capacity right now, or I'm going to focus on the book next year. Or is there any way? Are you going to do it again? And And so instead of trying to do the accelerator all over again, I I said, well, what if I can make this easier for that aspiring author and cheaper, honestly, to do it on their own time? So that is this course that we're launching. We're announcing it and opening up registration on December 12th. And because we love Brand Builders Group, we want to give a discount to anyone who comes through Brand Builders Group. So just use the code BBG. For $200 off the course. We would love, love to have you in it.
1: Oh, that's awesome. And if you guys are listening and you want to check this out, you go to copperbooks.com forward slash course. I'll put that in the show notes and then use BBG as a discount code. Copperbooks.com forward slash course. Use BBG for the discount code. Now, I, I know we're almost out of time, but what I want to talk to you about is kind of what you just said. It's like, are these the questions that these aspiring authors are really answering and mm-hmm. what are the answers they need to know? So if you were to highlight one or two things that an aspiring author needs to know, what would they be? One of them would be get to know your reader, Who
2: identify who your reader is. So thinking about your audience is one of the most important parts. If you want to write just for you, That is beautiful, and I could not encourage you to do it more. But if you want to sell a book and actually create meaningful transformation in the lives of the person who decides to read your book, then you need to write with them in mind. Mm -hmm. So I would get specific into the psychographic, the demographic of who that reader is, and then start building a relationship with them now long before the book comes out. And this goes back to the idea of building your personal brand. Think about what the pain points are that they have. What is keeping your reader up at night? What are they wrestling with? What are they struggling with? Because that is going to be the big umbrella idea that's going to be the consistent line through the book that you write. It's going to be the shareable, the way that people talk about your book and share it with others is to solve that pain point. And then it's going to help you start to speak on that content and attract that kind of reader, that kind of audience now, long before you're offering something to sell to them. So so that would be one. And the second, which is related to that, is I would really get clear on what your big idea is. So if you could distill your book down to one sentence, I think that the books that go the farthest in the market are ones that can be easily distilled down to one big idea. Because I know when I buy a book, I'm usually buying into the big idea that I know that the book stands for and saying, I want more of that. So I agree. Let me give an example. 4,000 Weeks by Oliver Berkman. I've given that book to so many people. It's about the shortness of life and yet how you can expand your days. I I call it anti-productivity, productivity book. And so it's easy for me to share the concept of the book with other people and encourage them to buy it. And many times I'll buy a book because I love the idea. Maybe I read part of it, but I'm buying into the concept. So I would encourage you to really get clear on who your reader is and start to build a relationship with them now. And then really, once you've identified their problem, identify the big idea of your book that's gonna solve that problem for them. And that is gonna help you make decisions around the content that goes into your writing.
1: Mm, I love that. And I think I oh, love well, that. It's just clarity, all right? You gotta know yes. what, what it is and who it's for.
2: Right?
1: Yes, and, and it's an act of service. It's yeah. an act of service. I love that. All right, one last question. Yeah, uh, What is your favorite book? Oh my goodness. Oh,
2: I have so many. I would say my favorite book is Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning. Okay. I am obsessed with with meaning, with meaning making. Mm -hmm. And I think it is the most beautiful. I think it's one of the greatest books of the 20th century and the most beautiful journey in how you create and build a meaningful life. And everything I do in my work is around Trying to help people build meaningful lives, whether it's through reading incredible books or creating them.
1: Oh, I love that. Well, I always love a good book recommendation. Oh, so, man, search for meeting. I just wrote it down, put it on the list. Amazing. I, and 4,000 weeks, too. You will love that one. All right, I'll put that down to your <laughs> Bonus. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show and giving us your time and uh, introducing us to the platform that is Copper Books and the discount for the upcoming course. And I think most importantly, what I'm most grateful for, for this audience is a great reminder that a book should be a calling, not a career move. Yes. Um, This is important. It's like, if you want to be an author, then you're also saying, I'm ready to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. And yeah. they are not exclusive. Those are, you know, together. And we have to treat it that way. And those such a good reminder to all of us. It's one thing to write a book. It's another thing for someone else to read it. Mm. And so thank you so much. Allie, if people want to connect with you online, where should they go? You can find me
2: on Instagram at Allie also at copper.books on Instagram. And... LinkedIn, all the places, all the normal places. Would love to chat with you all. Would love to hear what your book idea is. And lastly, I just want to say, if that dream won't let you alone, it's there for a reason and follow it. Mm, Love it. So
1: good. Uh, Everyone, please check out Allie, Uh, go to copperbooks.com, visit her online, chat with her on Instagram, uh, do whatever you got to do, but get connected and stay connected. And uh, also catch the recap episode, which will be coming up next. We'll see you next time on the Influential Personal Brand. See you later, y'all.